Welcome back to another episode of the Shifting Podcast. I'm Edward Assel, sitting here with Arthur Black. Hello, hello. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Chris Ely. Hey, how's it going? And so Chris is the owner of uh, Smoking Goose and Goose the Market in Indianapolis. Um, he's been killing it for years. You were recently featured on TV, which kind of makes this a timely uh, a timely episode. You're on yeah. TV? Yeah. I missed it. Yeah, what was it? Um, Cheap Eats. Cheap Eats. Yeah. yeah. I was on like last week, I think. Yeah, oh. I watched it. They came in and they ate at at, at Rook, but uh, but you couldn't. I mean, we told them don't. We're like, we're not cheap. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm like, why are you calling us? It's like, I mean, I don't really have like the, the cheapest sandwich in Indianapolis. Right. You know? Yeah. I All guess right. they, they want to avoid the uh, <laughs> avoid Subway. Right. And and, and milk tooth. I mean. Yeah. Know, yeah. Not necessarily a cheap. Uh, That's not cheap. cheap yeah. Oh yeah. man. Well, I got the waffle and yeah. So I mean, they came yeah. and he they did give a shout out. So uh, thank you yeah. very much to Cheap Eats and Ali Khan. Like that was super cool of you to come in, and we much appreciate that. Yeah, the board. I mean, delicious, but not necessarily the cheapest. Well, they came in for a snack for the steam bun because the steam buns are only four bucks. So, mm-hmm. and you know, we still encouraged them against it, but you know, because we're like, if you if you advertise this as inexpensive, we're gonna get a different client base that's popping in here and expecting, yeah, you know, a giant amount of food for four bucks, and that's not gonna happen. Yeah, but um, but I mean. This place has been... How long has Goose the Market been here? Uh, it's a little over nine years. Nine years. It'll be oh t- t- ten this fall. That seems crazy. Yeah. It really does. Well, before we get kicked off, I mean, we're sitting here drinking a wine that Arthur has chosen for us. Uh, we are sitting in the Enoteca Studios at uh, Goose the Market, which is uh, Chris's original location. And what have you chosen for us today here, Arthur? Uh, a little domestic Rousson. Um, Chouchard's producer. Uh, it's labeled as Caneros coming out of uh, at Napa, but uh, Roussan's more lesser-known great variety. Um, kind of fat, kind of round, kind of chamomile. Yeah, it's really nice. The music went off. It came back. <laughs> um, so Arthur's operating in about the same shape I was in the last episode. Fuck you, Ed. <laughs> it's, hey, whatever, man. I didn't drink as much as you did last night. Three-third, or three... on a uh, Monday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, So we always kick every episode off, Chris, with uh, what did you drink last night? Mm. Did did you have anything to drink last night? Bourbon last night? I didn't. You know, normally I would. Because you dig on bourbon, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I do. I do. Uh, Yesterday, last night, uh, doing a little carpentry. So I had uh, I had some uh, Lagunitas IPA during the day, and then I had uh, with dinner I had a new day. Shelby Blue Ribbon, that gin barrel-aged um, uh, version of it. It's nice. Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Chris is a lot like Jesus. Just want to throw that out. <laughs> he is, from a gastronomic sense. Yeah, what he brings that's true. to town in, in Indianapolis. Well, he does definitely does uh, miracles with, to the uh, community. with meat and charcuterie. <laughs> Ed, what'd you drink? Rum? Mm-hmm. No, I actually did not. So I had the genius idea last night of uh, making moussaka. I say last night, uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, every time I make one, I'm like, Ugh, this is why I don't do this very often. Um, I mean, you know, the meat sauce alone takes, you know, at least an hour, mm-hmm. bacon, all that. And Mesh, what the hell are you talking about? What is it? Oh, just Google it. It's not worth going through and, and cutting <laughs> into Chris's time here. But uh, what I drank with it, because I also added a little into the uh, meat sauce, was um, Montebueno Rioja. So just nice, easy drinking by the glass board. A lot of restaurants 
Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to go Spanish with my meal last night. Okay, right on. Mm-hmm. What I have last night? <laughs> <laughs> what didn't you have? Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, shochu. There was some shochu involved, and there was something else, and it was red, <laughs> and it was fermented, and there was alcohol in it, and that's about it all. That's as much as you yeah, remember. That, that, that's what I got. That's it. Period. <laughs> Walk away. Yeah. So, Chris. I mean, this is. I can't believe it's nine years old already. Uh, it's nuts. It is nuts. But the, where we're sitting here, the uh, the Enateca part of uh, Gusta Market, which is downstairs, mm-hmm. um, this is where you can kind of sit and have a meal and grab some like cheese boards, charcuterie boards, yeah. all that. Beer I mean, wine service. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a fantastic market. Definitely, if you're in Indianapolis, swing by. Again, check out that episode of Cheap Eats that recently aired on the Cooking Channel, and you get to see it a little bit. And he's really famous for some of his sandwiches here. But the Batali, the Batali, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I, yeah. I want to get into that in a second. But like, was this your original plan? Because now you have this huge facility called Smoking Goose, where you actually do all production. Mm-hmm. You know, doing all your own curing, whole animal breakdown, etc. So I mean, like, yeah. was this was this a stepping stone here at Goose the Market? Or... I mean, it depends on what you mean by original plan. <laughs> None of it was in the original plan, I don't think. Yeah? It was all, it was all, all restaurants up until this. So uh, even, you know, I, I did some, you know, toy around with the idea of brewing. I knew I wanted to do something outside of, you know, restaurants, fine dining, food service. But I didn't know what it was for a few years. But, yeah, I mean, when we opened this, this was the idea. I mean, bring back the neighborhood butcher shop and market and... That was that was the idea. I mean, the smoking goose and everything else that happened kind of evolved. Okay, so you didn't have any grand scheme to do no. that, which is crazy because smoking goose is insane. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it works. I mean, it you know it was a good lead into it, but I had no idea that that's what I was doing at the time. So, did you spend years in restaurants? You said you knew that you at, up up to this point of opening the market, you were talking about you know wanting to. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you alluded yeah. to maybe one all, stay all at restaurants. restaurants. Yeah, restaurants, hotels, resorts. I mean, like started when I was about fourteen. Just local family-owned restaurant group. Um, did that all through high school. I mean, so yeah, I mean that's pretty much the only thing. Only thing besides like a paper route that yeah. I've done is just working restaurants. Now, were you in Chicago for a while? Yeah, yeah. I, I went to school on the East Coast. Came back to Indianapolis. Um, I always end up coming back to Indianapolis, but then I went to Chicago. I was in Chicago for about six years. Okay. Before I uh, came back this time. Where'd you, oh. or you worked so, with a few guys that are um, doing some pretty cool things up yeah, there now. Yeah, everybody. It's crazy because, like, the, a great group of guys I worked with, like, my last gig right there before I left, everybody, I mean, I don't know if everybody, but pretty much everybody has, like, something really kind of incredible uh, going on. But, uh, yeah, I went up to work worked for Let Us Entertain You. Chris Pendle for a while as well, right? Um, did you? I don't know. I'm sorry, who? Uh, I don't even know. Does he say Pandel? Pandel. Oh, Pandel. Oh, say yeah, Pandel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Chris Pandel. I always said Pandel, and then somebody corrected me no, no, and said Pandel. I was like, I no. don't think that's right. That no, was Pandel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so he was actually kind of, he was kind of the ringleader of the company. So that uh, what you're talking about, we worked for uh, Rick Tremano and Gail Gann. We opened up um, four restaurants on the north side in Wheeling, so not even really Chicago suburbs. And Chris Pandel was, uh, I think his title was like, corporate executive chef but there's like these grandiose plans of just opening a bunch of restaurants so they just brought on a real heavy amount of talent early on so guys like uh very jared van camp who's got no coat uh and um 
uh, they, they started with North Side Social or uh, Old Town Social on the North Side of Chicago. Greg Biggers, who's the executive chef, he's the first American executive chef for um, Sofitel. Uh, so he's okay. the executive chef for the Sofitel in, in Chicago. Sofitel. So, I mean, there's just a lot of people that yeah. were brought on uh, for this big plan that never really went anywhere, but everybody's still kind of in touch. So, so I mean, going through all that, how do you? How does it lead to this? I mean, I'm. I can see where that connection could happen with a young cook and chef now in yeah. a restaurant because there's so many restaurants that have charcuterie programs and they're breaking down whole animals. But that, when we were growing up, that wasn't quite the case unless you were in some like pretty nice Michelin star places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we did a lot of it. I mean, we were doing a lot of butchering, uh, some charcuterie, some curing. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things where you know, as you know, when you're working as a chef, it's kind of the it's the deal is like, you know, you try to be great at everything. You really want to like be perfect at everything. You want to like excel and you want to dive in and like just try to be the best. And so you're trying to be the best at making sauces and stocks and soups and you know, uh, working the fish and you know, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, but really, kind of, you know, that's a it takes a really special person to be great at that many different things. And uh, I really just decided I kind of just really wanted to try to be good at, at one thing, you know, just try to like focus on one thing, uh, which was the butchering and charcuterie and, you know, curing and mainly just kind of focus on meat uh, primarily. And um, I mean, that's kind of what led to it. I mean, more than anything, I mean, I always knew I didn't want to do a restaurant. I mean, and just, you know, in the years of kind of seeing people and, you know, obviously there's some people that can do it well, but just seeing people that weren't doing it well and kind of losing a lot, whether it's personal or family over it, personal family or funds over it, just knew it wasn't something I wanted to do. And so this was a way I could kind of tie all that together. You know? So your interest really started in those restaurants. But, yeah. You know, I mean, how does one uh, get into... <laughs> Get into like learning about that. I mean, like it, uh, it is cueing me to say something about something. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what the, I don't know what you want to talk about. What? I mean, uh, what do you want me to say? Ed? I mean, I want you. Well, say I'm, something. What I'm curious. <laughs> what I'm like really curious here. about is like exactly. so. Arthur, you're in fantastic shape today. Yeah, you're doing great. Fuck Arthur. y'all. All right, <laughs> I got a lot to say. I'm just waiting for my time. You, wait, you, you, wait, you, wait you chime you. in. You can go. Especially about this topic, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of what Chris brings to the community and what what this establishment brings. I mean, I I, I think. This place, I think Goose the Market, is, is world class. Oh, I, yeah. Um, I'm here several times a week. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, I, I think you're a huge part of our um, farm to fork movement. Uh, I think you're, you're a huge part of the, the Indiana local thing. And the fact that you've gotten some national recognition couldn't make me happy. I mean, I, I look at what you and your wife have, have, have done and, and what this, what this place is, and it, it just blows my heart up. I mean, I think, I think it's absolutely fucking awesome. And um, It doesn't hurt that you're one of the most kindest, charismatic dudes in the city. I mean, I've yeah. literally never heard one person in this town talk shit about oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> Listeners, yeah, these yes, people uh, are so <laughs> fucking sweet. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know a ton of your employees. Perhaps uh, perhaps yeah, but, we'll go find yeah. that out later. Well, that's a big thing, man. It was like, we always want to take out the pretentiousness. I mean, like, and that was a, from the start, that was always something we did not want to be known 
as a as at so at the time you know like even in the early 2000s uh there there wasn't really such thing as this type of market there was like gourmet food shops where you had like a lot of kind of I don't know. Like packaged. I mean, like pretentiousness. High end. Yeah. Right. Like people turn. But, you know, it's like my thing was like it doesn't have to be that way. It could be like, you know, approachable and like and and you're dealing with all the farms and small producers and and it's just like, you know, making people feel welcome. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's always about the food and the wine and everything else. But really, when it comes down to it, it's more about the hospitality than anything. And so that's kind of what our biggest focus was on, just take out the pretentiousness of it and, like, you know, make it more approachable. Yeah, it's the experience. But, and then, yeah. I mean, it, that, that modest operandi is something I've tried to to do throughout my professional life is deconstruct the, the pretension, the, mm-hmm. the excessive... Uh, romanticized kind of yes. elements of wine, spirits, beer, food. Mm-hmm. And not to say that it doesn't have value, because it certainly does, yeah. but this shit is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, there there's more to a gastronomic experience than, you know, Applebee's and Cheesecake Factory and all these things, like support local... What? Jesus Christ, we've been doing this wrong. I, I love the little buffalo chicken wonton thingies that Cheesecake Factory has, and I'm not trying to take away from them. They, you know, they're they make a 200 menu items with the same six Jeez, ingredients. I know, they can, man. And, you know, they, they provide Dude, jobs, and you know, like ten it, restaurants in one restaurant in one of those places. Right, and it's I'm crazy. all for it, but like the that which gets me excited, and that like which makes me proud are the 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 local people the independents that do things totally well and even gentlemen like chris so chris is local you know and like you said you walk into these specialty shops and it can be it can feel very pretentious like back in the day mm-hmm. like not anymore yeah, because now, now yeah. it's like yeah none of them around really and anymore, that's what right? i was going to say like allude to is that like coming up you know back then it was pretentious because everything was an import item nobody was really doing like concentrate like going out to the farmers doing whole animal breakdown and like starting from scratch like mm-hmm. all right here's what we're going to do here's our whatever mold cultures that we're going to use whatnot yeah. so like back when you started this path that you ended up on i mean obviously it came from a an obsession or a passion that you had for mm-hmm. charcuterie and 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 you know meat and processing but like there weren't as many i guess concentrated resources back then yeah now there's like i i would assume and i don't know i don't really look at culinary curriculums across the country but i would assume now that there are a lot more charcuterie classes yeah. happening out there and like yeah i would think yeah, yeah and we did whole butchering, butchery right culinary I, I was in culinary until i finished in 99 and i mean you touch on butchering and that's it there was no i mean there's some garmanger like mainly like plating and pates and that sort of thing but you didn't do any type of i think it's more i think it's definitely more than so it. like they do a little bit more at least so back when you were doing it where did your knowledge come from and just from watching chefs kind of that apprentice master relationship yeah, i mean you fuck a lot of stuff up and you're like you know, <laughs> you know i mean how does anybody learn sure, like, right I didn't, I didn't study on under you know massimoro i didn't see you know i didn't go to italy and or spain and like you know i wasn't like um you know you, you learn by trial and error read you know do a lot of reading uh, and then, yeah, other guys that I worked with. I mean, there's probably one guy in particular that's he's always been pretty interested in, who is Jared, I mentioned earlier. Um, he's always been pretty involved, and um, I think he still is. I haven't talked to him in a while. But, you know, it's just like you just pick up 
little things here and there and mess stuff up and actually really the market was kind of the place I really started developing all my own like all my own formulas um, and the market just, being where we are yeah now. goose the market okay. I mean so we really I didn't even know it at the time but we were basically like doing uh, research and development for smoking goose for you know five years here before I opened smoking goose so we were just like you know testing that hey let's make that I got a place to sell it let's make it and make sure it's good and safe and do it right um, you know there's a lot of science a lot of food science behind it and so you know like that food safety is super important that's kind of the part where most people in restaurants and um, um, you know places miss out is like you know how important that food safety is but well, I mean, but there's also, like, not to disconnect the relationship between butcher and chef, but, I mean, it's, there's definitely, like, a passion there. I mean, yeah. it, and, you know, you you have some chops, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we were in New York a couple of years ago during the James Beard thing. Mm-hmm. Your aspect preparation, which I think was the second course, yeah. that was fucking tits. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, perfect. Yeah, bite in the mouth. That yeah, totally I, sounds I, straight up crazy. Like, yeah, of course he served aspic. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah it, it was goose galantine and that set in aspic. But yeah, I'm not as comfortable as I was. You know, it's kind of like you know, you just don't practice as much. I don't cook as much like I used to. Well, you, I mean, do I do at home? You but, tattooed that prep. I yeah. mean, like just knocked out of the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, like you know, you had Dave Talent, and Aaron Butts, and and some other people there yeah. with. with Oh, yeah, I watched it all live. I literally live tweeted the whole fucking James Beard dinner because the Beard House has all those cameras everywhere. I love when Dave came onto the line, like everybody else just kind of like left him alone and disappeared. And I'm like, here comes the Jedi because Dave works so quiet unless he's got employees. I mean, you know, but Dave is a fucking Jedi. It's just like, no, 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 no. He was fun. He's a tie and a fucking, you know, Caddyshack. Like, no, 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 no. And that, like, you know, go to Manhattan with five or six chefs who spend way too much time on a line and then let them loose on the city. It's like, oh, yeah. Lunch, beverage, pre dinner, beverage, and then cocktails, dinner, and then wine, dinner, and then post dinner cocktails. That was good. It was a great trip. Yeah, it was fun. But a a lot of money and a lot of liver yeah, punching bag sure, action man. going yeah. on uh, you know four o'clock five o'clock a.m nights every single night yeah. so yeah. when you go out of town like that chris i mean do you like seek out the uh like local butchers and whatnot yeah. to kind of see what they're doing and oh yeah to take inspiration just like everybody else does with restaurants yeah. or bars yeah i still do it with restaurants too i mean i do it with the restaurants but i also do it with like the butcher shops especially like the small like independent like butcher shops and like uh you know meat shops even like the market like especially food markets and stuff and man like in brooklyn now there's a ton you know it's like and a lot of them buy you know a lot of them are they have smoking goose products there so i'm also going to see like customers at the same time right which is you know which is nice but it's it's fun to go see the product uh in places but most of the shops and places where we're represented are places I want to be, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's a lot of fun. So I didn't yeah. realize that you distributed so far uh, away as, as New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're... I mean, charcuterie is huge now and all the stuff that you guys do. I mean, this is... I mean, I'm thinking back to, you know, 
we're about the same age and yeah, yeah it's been i spent three years outside the restaurant industry and yeah. yeah it was the most miserable three didn't years of my go life. <laughs> didn't like it no i had a fucking cubicle oh, and shit. fabric See, walls i wouldn't, I wouldn't it's, oh it's terrible man like yeah. you just uh you totally understand when you go to the bank and they have all their like bullshit like pinned up to the side of their little like desk oh yeah like pictures of their family and things like that and then you work a job like that you're like oh i totally get it because yeah. you're trying to just escape from that weird little box that you have to work in all day yeah. so it's like it's a weird man hey, it's, I a like weird, a it's a weird environment. environment it's a weird way to live it, it I don't is know. like i said you know 20 years ago even even as recently as 10 years ago and i think in indianapolis you really are a large part responsible for this um while there were some chefs a handful i mean you probably count them on one hand that had in-house programs of like mm -hmm. doing kind of mild curing not the major stuff where you need to have like a usda inspector right. on site but like i think one of those barriers that and I, i'm curious to hear what you think about it like when you first opened how much explaining did you have to do about like the names of like french spanish italian names i mean so there's no direct translation for these like you know what, what's capital all the meats uh, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. i mean you know things like that or not even yeah yeah even beyond the cuts yeah i mean cuts I mean, is one know, thing then it was like people knew prosciutto and that was right and they're like it. is it prosciutto parma that's like all that mattered to him and you know there was see i don't like those people i'm a prosciutto something well, there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> all kinds of, there's all kinds of good cured hands i mean it depends yeah. on what style you like and i yeah i mean and, and people even at the time didn't realize that we had like crudo style hams which is prosciutto is a crudo style ham but we had some really good crudo style hams coming out of like kentucky and tennessee and like you know 10 years ago no one up here really cared about that but we were bringing newsomes and yeah uh, benton's hams up and bacon and stuff like that i know sean brock's been big on that over the years of like pushing the country ham as a American, oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like, come on, folks. We Who? You don't you don't have to import a Sean Brock. He owns uh, Husk down in mm -hmm. uh, well, oh, Nashville okay. and in, in South Carolina. Oh yeah, um, uh, not, yeah, Nashville. And South um, beautiful places, yeah. but I mean, again, that was even a ballsy move back then. I mean, yeah. but not yeah, anything I mean, it, compared it, to what Chris well, did. I don't know if it was the right time or place to do it, but uh, I mean, we made it work, you know. But in the beginning, most people didn't think it was going to last, and I just was like. I hope it lasts, you know, I hope we make it, but like looking back on it, it's kind of like, I wonder, I don't really know how, I don't really know how we made it just because it wasn't really like, uh, ready for it. You know, like the city wasn't really like, Oh, we need one of these. They didn't like, right. most people didn't even know we needed it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like well, until we did it and then they're like, Oh, this is great. I think that's common though. People yeah. don't know what they want until you give it to them. True. True. I mean, yeah. You still have to have that conversation with your guests though. Where they come in and like, I don't understand yeah. what I'm mortadella sure. is yeah, yeah. and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. But that's one thing. Like I know when I've been in and there's something that I don't recognize, your staff is amazing and yeah. they really know what they're talking about. We, we, man, we preach that education and knowledge over the pretentiousness. It's one thing to like have the education, have the knowledge about the products and to really enjoy it but then to take that and to shove that in somebody's face that's not it's not no, the way to do you, it you so sure like, you don't flaunt. exactly yeah exactly and I've, I've said this to to you before I don't know what you like what kind of narcotics you give to your staff? <laughs> they are the happiest people but ever. But they're so friendly. Yeah, it is seriously like, the friendliest yeah. face. There's, Consistently, he's got one of his guys behind him right now, like literally he's smiling. He's got a big <laughs> smile on his face. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Take some meat. 
please. Yeah. And like, I mean, this is maybe some, that's the secret. You just provide them with free meat. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, goes, it, goes, it goes beyond that because I mean, like, I you know, I'm hypersensitive to, to service. I'm, I'm sure all of us here speaking into the mics are. But something I've always noticed I mean, from the, your inception, from when you guys first opened, everybody's happy. Like yeah. every like I come in and people say hi to me and they're attentive mm-hmm. and they're knowledgeable and I fucking love it, but it makes me think something goes in the water <laughs> or there's a very specific screening process when yeah. you guys are, are hiring. And then I mean, I that know. like it, it it's yeah. it's invaluable. It, I think a lot of it's a awesome. culture. I mean a lot of it's definitely ha- definitely has to be that um, that relaxed approach to it. You know, if we take our take ourselves too seriously it's not. I mean, it's not a good environment to work in. Um, and I mean, really, what it's about, like, I mean, it's always about the, it's always about the like service, anticipating guest needs, but really more than anything, just hospitality. I mean, one of my favorite places when I lived in Chicago, I tell these guys this all the time, was a, um, I think it's still there, uh, was a sushi place. Every time, right when you walked in, you know, everybody, everybody stops what they're doing and greets you. I mean, like, in a, for the first time you walk in, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> it's, like it's, the, it's weird, it's like the, yeah. yeah, like the record scratches, you know. But then after a while, you're like, "Damn, that's pretty cool." Everybody, everybody recognizes them immediately when somebody walks in. So we talk about stuff like that. But I mean, more than anything, it's just like not to take ourselves too seriously, not to put any type of attitude in. And not, not everybody makes. I mean, not everybody enjoys it. Um, it's definitely like, especially during the holiday season, it's just like any other service type job. I mean, it's it's tough, man, and these guys kill it. And you got to know what you're talking about. And people will call you out, and they'll be like, "No, you're wrong." Like, you know, that's you know. So you know, you you, you got to know, it, but just got to be comfortable uh, to know that you don't know everything. And that's kind of what we preach. If we don't know it, you know, we'll find out. We'll we'll figure out the answers. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think I'd like to think that everybody has a great time working here, but I'm sure there's days. If where they're not, sh- they aren't showing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, because well, yeah. and this kind of leads to my next question. Every time I'm in here, which admittedly is not as often as I would like to, but I could also uh, spend my, you know, yearly food mm-hmm. budget in here in, in six yeah. months. Right. And, uh, and that's enough. I'm right like, oh, there I need that. Away. And I need that. And I yeah. need that. And yeah. I need that. And I need that. And like, okay, that's $400. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, that's good. But that, that's what uh, I like. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the reason I haven't seen you more often, <laughs> but when I'm in here, I don't Please see you. Do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll cruise by and I mean, you've always got your same guys behind the counter pretty much or, mm-hmm. or your wife, beautiful wife, Molly's here. Yeah. And, but, uh, you're very often at Smoking Goose, which yeah. we haven't quite addressed. We kind of alluded to it in the beginning, but that is a much, much bigger beast and a very different beast. So, yeah. whereas we're sitting in an enoteca where you've got wine, cheese, charcuterie, of course, that you've done, but um, you used to be doing that on site, but now that's all done off site right. at your much larger processing facility. Mm-hmm. They still do some so of their own stuff. Call it that, they, they, they still do a lot of their own stuff here. So, look, they'll do a lot of their cool. one off, like smaller batch stuff. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, too, I didn't. When I did it, when we started, I didn't realize. I mean, it's it's a whole. I mean, one, I knew it was a whole different animal. But you think, all right, we're doing charcuterie here in small quantities. We're gonna take it over here and just do a little bit more of it. Right, oh, dude. It's like, it's different. I mean, even the type of people that can handle that environment, just being. I mean, it's cold, it's wet, it's a lot of physical labor, and you don't have a lot of direct interaction with the public. You know, it's just it's a different, totally different person that works over so there. So for the people that that are not familiar with Smoking Goose, uh, you want to give them a primer of what you do at Smoking Goose? Yeah, so we're one of... What Do you ever go into the cooler and, like, punch cows like uh, Rocky? <laughs> nah. 
Really? Yeah, because I would. Yeah, that's more like a that's more like a slaughterhouse thing. That's like you know where you got them lined up. You got them lined up on the rail. You know, right, right. I'd still have to go tenderize some beef. All right, forgive me. No, no, no. But yeah, I mean it's um. So basically, we're we're a. we're one of a few. I mean, when we opened in 2007, we were only one of uh, like seven federally inspected facilities in the United States that's producing salumi or cured meats, uh, cured and fermented meats, primarily what we're known for. Uh, we do obviously do smoked meats. Um, so anything from like, you know, our, our version of uh, bacon and a city ham up to like, um, I think about 10 different types of salumi right now. And, uh, probably eight to ten maybe twelve different uh dry cured whole cuts as well so i mean um, it's, it's a giant facility i remember yeah. so um when you opened smoking goose what year was that uh yeah. 2010 2011 2011 yeah, yeah. I, I remember you sent an invite out to all the chefs and industry and like hey come on over check it out we'll give you a tour before we actually mm-hmm. are gonna start moving through because then we got uh, then it gets a little bit trickier to go through the facility because you have to be suited up and yeah. sanitized. I remember getting my feet sanitized right. yeah, yeah. and going through. Yeah. Um, you had your feet sanitized? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, it's, like it's spa, man. It's like spa treatment over there. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, every time you walk into work, man, it's like getting your Get feet sanitized. Get my exfoliant yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> exfoliated with sanitizer. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's huge. I mean, yeah. how many square feet do you have in that joint? Uh, the, the building itself is uh, 12,000 square feet. And then 6,000 square feet, that's in the production space. So that's like temperature controlled, humidity controlled. Um, so if you work at Public and Quality Meats in Chicago, sorry, we're not flaunting. Yeah. I was yeah. down there. I was there on Monday. Uh, went down to yeah. the bathroom, which is down in the basement. Like they are working elbow to elbow. Yeah, yeah. They work yeah, lower that lower level. I guess you'd call it a basement. I don't know, but it's a kitchen. Ba- you know, yeah. Like work, yeah, they got a little room. kitchen and curing rooms. It's yeah. crazy. That, it's so tight, small little 6, space. 6,000 square feet of production yeah. alone. Yeah, but I mean, we're putting out, I mean, just like, I mean, we're putting, we're not, obviously we're not just selling a, a small retail space anymore. We're obviously we're supplying retailers and restaurants and not just selling in Indianapolis. You know, we're selling to other markets too. Uh, so yeah, I mean. How it, many markets? Uh, I don't know for sure. I can tell you our biggest ones are like Indy, uh, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, Austin, um, LA's growing Denver's pretty good New York's good um, but then so those are probably like our main cities but then areas like Wisconsin Michigan and um, Minnesota are all doing well as a whole you know like not those aren't necessarily specific markets but states but I mean there's very few states that we don't ship to in some sort of capacity but I mean we might ship like a, a case of something to Washington State or something like that I don't know but no distribution at the market, yeah. like as as a model, like a go to market model, like you know, I don't Boar's Head or something like that. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. But. No, we're more looking like I mean, the people that are ahead of us that I look up to are like um, La Quercia, Criminelli, Fermani, Olympia. And those were the, like Olympia opened about two years before we did. Uh, La Quercia opened about five years, but kind of the, the three that really kind of set it off were La Quercia, Criminelli, and Fermani, at least in the style that we did. And now they've grown beyond kind of what they started out doing, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, they're trying to like, you know, they do like big grocery. I mean, they do like Costco. Yeah. They do like, I mean, they do I mean, like We can get big, Olympia here. Yeah. Know, Morgan. I, cause I, so we're not I was looking focused into on it because they, uh, they did the collaboration with Andy Ricker of Pock Pock. 
Oh, they did, did they? Oh, that's right. The sausage. Sausage. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I want that so bad. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw the shipping price because it's, you know, raw meat. And yeah. So it had to be overnight. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I was, it was like, stupid. yeah. That I essentially was... makes them like $18 sausage. I don't think it's being distributed around here. I haven't seen it, at least. I, somebody told somebody me that, uh, that you can get it through, I believe, Fortune, maybe. Uh, I'm not quite a, sure. You can get Olympia through Fortune, but I haven't seen. Oh, the sausage. I, I haven't seen that sausage. I think sausage that, I think that would list. be a special request. Yeah, item. yeah right. I'm right, sure right. they can get it, but yeah, right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I look, I look up to those guys because they're doing something. I'm not going to say I don't know that I necessarily want to do it. Um, they've had to start scaling and scaling, and it meant I just, you know, we kind of came to that, and we're in our fifth year now, so it's like we're kind of past that point. Like, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Now it's like, all right, now, now we're going to do this long term. We, we, <laughs> we made it a few years. Like, oh shit, now I got to figure out how to make this like right. Now we're going to grow, right? Sustainable. Yeah, but you know, you look at that, and and not, not to discount any, but you know, some they, they do a lot of co-packing. They have other people producing okay, stuff for okay. them. Okay. Um, not something that we want to do. I don't want to do it. And right. and and no offense, just I, I like I like saying that i mean i like representing our product you know i like making it i like representing it and so just looking at that kind of stuff we just want to grow smart yeah. i mean we're not i'm not out there to try to like be the biggest or the best sure uh in size i just want to have like the best quality and we have a different style I mean, most of those guys are like traditionally italian or or they have you know specific and uh we're more about like again making it approachable i mean taking something that used to be like what is Soprasada in the United States? And now it's like, dude, like it, this can be a lot more approachable. It can be one good pork, good pigs, happy pigs. But then, like the style in which we do stuff is, and the way we approach it all together is much more, I'd say, hospitable and less pretentious than what people think. Not only that, I mean, over smoking goose, you guys aren't just like curing and, and doing all that cool charcuterie. But mm-hmm. like you're, you're. I just walked upstairs here from the Enoteca into the market, and like you've got all all the beautiful cuts just like an old school butcher shop mm-hmm. yeah. um, and you do special orders for people as well oh there. yeah the market we do all kinds of yeah and, and even at Smoking Goose I mean we do like uh, we'll do custom stuff I mean we're doing you know for we'll do I'll, more I'll give you a shout custom. out man I thank you so much we um, you've done custom Vietnamese oh, sausage yeah, yeah. for us the pork yeah, roll yeah, that's yeah. right for the old rook yeah we yeah, did yeah. the uh, the old uh, Vietnamese pork yeah, that roll that was interesting I hadn't really done a lot of that so yeah it was definitely like interesting trying to learn it and trying to get it right we were just talking about it the other day it was like ah that was such a good product yeah. it's like yeah hate to call Chris back and be like, hey, by the way, start making that again. Because <laughs> <laughs> by the time yeah. we ended up having to relocate the restaurant, it was like, wow, now now they've, there's a ton in stock and we have no choice but to buy it all because mm-hmm. we're the only purchasers mm-hmm. of this product. But, yeah. I mean, you know, so I remember talking to you briefly when you opened Smoking Goose or were, I guess, opening mm-hmm. Smoking Goose. Yeah. So five, six years ago yeah, now, probably, five years yeah. ago. But about the headaches of that man like yeah. and i know that we just did an episode uh, a few, few months ago opening it the uh, about opening a small business but oh, like yeah, what we yeah. what jake and i from central state were talking about which as a as a quick call back to our um our episodes with the guys from central state we're directly next to the business where mm-hmm. we recorded those episodes of the coal ship, coal ship with yeah. jake kinnaman and uh and josh hambright but um you have a you had a lot more hoops to jump through to mm-hmm. get a business open because i mean well in addition to some of the loans and all that stuff you're touching raw meat you're right. processing that goes into a whole another level yeah. of inspection. I mean, we have a federal inspector there every day a usda inspector that's there every day so i mean he's there for what? two hours really oh yeah 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 we that's by law right oh yeah 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 by law yeah 
So we do one because we're selling across state lines. You got to be federally inspected. We got to have the USDA stamp. Um, inspectors every day. He's got his own office, his own parking spot. You know, you have to have everything for him. We don't slaughter, so he's not there all day. He only he comes in for like two hours, checks our food yeah, safety plans. Goose? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Federal, that's your tax dollars at work, man. Every day. I, I mean, I would thank you. Yeah. It was pretty cool um, the first time I got to go through there um, and taking the tour and seeing like you know, here's where we smoke and over here's where we're doing dry age and yeah. here's that, but like. I think the most impressive part to me was like the area where you literally can just drive trucks straight up inside of the building uh, and drop off the animals and then they go into that cold, cold, cold ass room. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody to break down. Yeah. The cutting rooms are so cold. I feel bad yeah. for the folks that work in there. Yeah. You get kind of, you get used to it after a while. In fact, right now it feels, when you're coming from outside and going inside, it feels warm in there now. It's <laughs> right. about 10 degrees warmer than it is outside. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a beast, man. It's, it's definitely like, it's definitely like it's a it's truly a beast i mean just like you know the 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 and it's not even we're we're considered a very small facility by usda standards but just like the you know one that equipment can do a lot of damage i mean like you're looking out for like the safety of people at this point i mean like the life like the lives of people you know because it's just like i mean there's big grinders and bandsaws and stuff like that but um you know aside from that there's just a lot of equipment just a lot a lot of things going on uh, and, and, you know, even like the distribution and uh, logistics of getting product, you know, refrigerated different places in the country, whether, you know, we do all types of things from like air freight and truck, you know, LTL transporting. So, yeah, it's, it's different, man. It's a lot different than, um, you know, starting out. But uh, it's fun. See, I just can't keep from having images of Rocky going in and punching shit. <laughs> That's all you can. That's all you can imagine. <laughs> that's it's, it's, it's all what it, it's in my fo- head. He's completely that's focused it. on that. Mm-hmm. He's punching grinders. Yeah. He's punching cows. He's punching people. Yeah. Well, that's it, the thing. Well, I mean, it reminds me more. I can. I, I, I'm gonna tie this back around, and I'm gonna get real nerdy here. Um, and and so take that nerd speak podcast. <laughs> they they keep giving us shout shout outs. So here here to uh, Ted, Brian, and Brendan that do the nerd speak podcast. Check it out. But um, hey. Here's your shout out. We're not sponsoring your show. We're gonna give you a shout out. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, the Weird Al version of uh, what I the Tiger, the way he went through and talked. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like literally like a retired Rocky who's now yeah. bought the neighborhood deli, and he's <laughs> we're bringing it back around. You there want you to go. tenderize me? But it's like I love that. It's like the Ryer the Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Now we totally lost track of where the hell we were. Right. So you talked about uh, being, you've got a pretty wide net uh, cast, a lot larger than I thought. I mean, I didn't know you were available all the way from coast to coast. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the five short years that you've been doing that. Right. Yeah, it's tough. How many employees do you have at Smoking Goose? uh, We're right around 25 normally. Really? That's it? Wow, it always seems like an army every time I'm in there. Yeah. Yeah, Do you have a national salesperson? We have, we have one person that handles all like the distribution so she, she deals with mainly distributors in different you know different areas and then we have one person that does uh, more direct so they'll like say a restaurant in Louisville calls up or Nashville or somewhere we don't have a distributor I guess uh, calls up and wants something we have somebody that deals directly with uh, customers as well uh, but yeah I mean it's you know there's some you know there's you know five six food shows a year um, there's a lot of 
you know, travel involved, but most of it's fun travel. I mean, most of it's like you're going. Yeah, to, food travel's always right. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's not like it's not. You know, my dad was like a he was a traveling salesman for like a um, uh, for Chicago faucets. I don't know if you remember that, but I always picture him just driving uh, in the '80s because you know he's always talked about how the, none of the interstates were there, and he would just drive all over Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio, and I just like. Dude, it's not the same, you know. It's just like, <laughs> no, sales no. is just so different now. When, like tomorrow I'm in San Francisco, the next day I'm in New York. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. when you're peddling toasters and faucets and shit, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a whole other industry. I mean, we we're all in the food and, and beverage business, so it's like, different. Yeah. And yeah. well, and now there's online stuff. I mean, do you guys sell online? Oh yeah. Or, so yeah. our listeners out there can actually check uh, out smokingdeuce.com. Yep, smokingdeuce.com. Two G's in the middle. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, it plays with your eyes. Yeah, it when does. You look at it because smoking twice. ends with G and yeah. goose starts with G, so your your eyes get confused for a second. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can get it uh, order online there, and uh, we're always looking to step it up. The online's cool because we can always release stuff that we might not be able to release to like a large group of wholesale people. Uh, so it's usually kind of like we'll do a lot of our one-off stuff. Cool. Um, and it's direct to the public, so we don't necessarily have to have the same um, packaging and everything that we do federal. So I mean, in your good. core line, I mean, what's the stuff that you guys are moving through on your core line? Like, I know that in our restaurants we use a lot of the city ham, mm-hmm. which I, yeah. you want to explain the city ham? And it's, it's, it's a city, it's I mean, made in the city the and it's op- country ham? Opposite of country ham. Is that Basically the- a quick ham, you know, cured and hot smoked rather than um, dry cured and air dried. So that's the the idea of the city ham is just you know it's it's a for us it's about a 10-day turnaround but you know this is still not like the equivalent of like what most people think of like a deli ham that's like uh in, injected full of stuff and you know cooked the next day uh ours still cures for at least a week we smoke it for a day so it's still you know but it's not quite the the long-term country ham but yeah i mean it's the other thing it's a whole muscle so it's not like reformulated cuts. I mean, this is like, you know, the ham. It's the, the premier cut of the ham. Um, Where yeah. are you getting your pigs? Uh, so that would be Fisher Farms. Oh, you're getting uh, your most, pigs most, Well, we, they, they do all of our, like, uh, for our bacon, ham, and sausage pretty much is Fisher Farms. Um, all of our dry cured, most of our dry cured whole muscle is Gunthorpe Farms. Okay. Um, uh, Two amazing places in yeah. Indiana. I mean, Gunthorpe supplies pretty much every every major restaurant in Chicago with their product, uh, you know, when it comes down to a lot of yeah. poultry and pork. And, and I'm a big fan of Dave Fisher at Fisher Farms. He's mm-hmm. super nice, great product. He's down in Jasper, Indiana, which is this weirdly... You ever been to Jasper, Arthur? I've driven through. It's very German. <laughs> German, yeah. It's yeah. a real German town. Yeah. You got to stop at the schnitzel block. Yeah, the schnitzel block. <laughs> you know, it, you kind of touched on something, and I'm just curious. Like, what are the differences between, like, what you guys do as far as product you bring and then what like more industrious producers do so mm-hmm. I mean like how are your processes different than shit you buy on the shelf that's obviously you know, at the processed. big box grocery stores yeah, yeah you know like, like processed and not actually food mm-hmm. food yeah I don't even really know what they do man <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, that's a good like, thing. That's a good know, thing. Like, there's so much stuff in there. I mean, it's always like high like, sodium, high sugar. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, how much I mean, of it is actually like, fucking food? But they're exactly. I mean, they're thing, I know, they, I, they I do bind, binders and fillers. I mean, if you look, yes. if you look at our label, you yeah, what, you, you what, can what is, read every ingredient. Like you know what the ingredients are. So I mean, 
speak to the people That's listening. Yeah. Like, what, what's what's a binder? What's a filler? Like, uh, really, kind of exactly what it sounds like. I mean, a binder's uh, like meat glue. If you're familiar with like like Chef's Lee's meat glue, and they'll glue two proteins together. Um, so you could grill like you could so like you an could, enzymatic process yeah, it's, it's, that exactly. like it will essentially get the proteins to bind together. Mm-hmm. It's in the right hands, it can make some it pretty cool. cool things. Right. Like but, Wiley Dufresne that did like shrimp noodles. That's yeah. fucking cool. Right. Putting meat together and to make a right. ham, not yeah, quite putting as a bunch cool. of random cuts. Even like chicken, putting it's basically like putting a bunch of random chicken cuts and maybe even skin, cartilage, and bone and putting it into a nugget. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah, that's the, the perfect example. Right, chicken McNuggets definitely are bound with, with they're, well, they're bound with protein. Yeah, something. I mean, um, they definitely have to have a protein to bind all that stuff back together. But it's basically like taking a bunch of crap and putting it back together. Uh, I don't know. I mean. It's it's like it's the, I mean it's safe. It's just like it's not real food, like you said. I mean I don't know. I mean this thing we're doing whole muscle. I mean everything that we do like that is whole muscle. If it's ground, it's like an obvious grind, like sausage or salami. Um, but yeah, I mean it, the it's everything from the way those animals are raised. I mean every step of the process. Um, I mean even just down to the fact that we're toasting and grinding all the spices the day we make stuff instead of having it contracted out and sitting in a warehouse for months waiting for us to use it uh we're we toast and grind every day so you know it's just like little stuff like that we do a lot of it's not basically they're all about that industry i'm not i don't even really feel like we're a part of it even though the usda puts us into that industry but uh it's all about speed man it's like how quick can you turn around and they're they're always counting pennies and the regulations are there because people cut corners all the time yeah. and they make they try to make chicken salad out of chicken shit like Every day, you know, it's like it's the opposite I mean, of what we're I, doing. I, the big flag for me is every time, and you can you can always find it on the label somewhere is color added. Yeah, like if you have to color the food to look right, right then something's I, wrong. I, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right. That's you know that's one of my biggest issues. You can't really buy fish. At, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of you know lake trout and yeah. whatnot, and you just can't go to a market, a big box market here, and and see it without that color added and like. Yeah. Never mind. I'll go to the uh, I'll right. go to the goose and get my fish. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least more. now you know we know that people can buy online, and I mean that's huge. I mean, because you, your gin and juice sausage, yeah, that's it's always good. been a favorite oh, of mine. Yeah. I'm the yeah, sausage that's a, guy. That's, the, that's one of the originals. Yeah. I mean, I'm even like I said, we were we came through Chicago uh, last week, and um, we were on a kind of a tiki tour, mm-hmm. which ended. That was. <laughs> Oh, that was it in poorly. Um, I saw some of the posts yeah. from it, some of the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it was a we go well, downhill fast. In Milwaukee, we were, we started in Milwaukee to meet Dave Hansen, uh, mm-hmm. Tiki Carver, because you know we're preparing to open a tiki bar here in Indy, mm-hmm. and met with him. I don't even really recall departing the bar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember saying bye to him. Yeah. And I, the next do- the next day, I woke up thinking. I literally just ghost out of that place, and like, I mean, that was a business meeting, and we all got so drunk. But he, him included. I mean, we were we were all uh, in in rough shape. But yeah. on the way, I mean, then we went, drove from there to Chicago, and uh, ended up spending some time with our friends at Lost Lake, mm-hmm. uh, and then went down to the Mescaleria, which amazing uh, new bar manager is Caitlin. She came from Trick Dog out in San Francisco mm-hmm. and spent some time in Mexico. She's yeah. She was amazing. We had a bunch of mutual friends I didn't realize that we had, but on the way out of town, my wife texted and was like, make sure you go by Publican and pick up some sausages for me. <laughs> all right. And we always clear out the deli cabinet. We're yeah. just like, all right, just throw it in the freezer. We'll, we'll get to it at some point. And yeah. I mean, that's that's the same thing I do when I go into Smoking Goose. I'm like, yeah. all right, 
what sausages do I need? But the gin and juice is really unique. I don't think I've ever had anything similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're always trying to do something, but really, it, I guess no one else is doing. But I mean, a lamb, juniper, and orange peel, you know, and that's kind of like the, if you like juniper, you'll like, you like the gin and juice for sure. And I love lamb. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's one of the things that I have to eat alone in my house. My wife's not a big fan of the She's lamb. She's not. I haven't run across too many, like, Southeast Asian people that are, are accustomed to lamb. Oh, really? And so it can come off a little gamey for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. And cheese, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, it's killing me. Like, yeah. I love all these things. Yeah, yeah. But yet they'll eat, like, fermented sausages with, like, raw pork skin in it. Right. You know? So, right. Um, you know, that's that's totally different. But, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, but you guys actually sell sausages straight out of, or not sausages, but, like, meats and such straight out of Smoking Goose as well. But it's a much smaller area right up front. Uh, well, we did. Well, we, oh, you're talking about our, the meat locker. We, the we meat open, locker, yeah, sorry. Yes, we, that's what We what's open called. that up once a month. And oh, basically is that it's, it? It's supposed to basically like wholesale to the public. So it's basically okay. like we'll release stuff. And again, so like small stuff, like small gotcha. batch stuff. We'll do like limited release type stuff, and then um, and then typically run like pretty good discounts on on stuff that we want to move. Um, but yeah, that's you know usually it's one Saturday a month and kind of jumps around. It's no set Saturday, but one Saturday a month you can get a good deal there and stock up. So before we wrap up here, um, <laughs> shit, I, I, I was just thinking, you know, uh, you got me thinking about sausages now. But you guys over at Smoking Goose, you've we talked about education earlier in the day or earlier in the episode, but you actually do classes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what, classes what? of what? Yeah, that's what I was going to say because I haven't attended one. Oh, yeah. We do a series of four classes. And uh, so it starts out, first one's whole hog butchering, break down a whole hog, you know, how to cut everything. I mean, they all kind of tie together. So the idea is... And again, we do one of those, one class a month, series of four months. How do you break them down? Like, do you by use... hand? But we do it all. So basically, all with a boning knife. I mean, you so don't... we show everything by seam butchering. No nunchucks. So, no, no nunchucks. <laughs> no samurai swords. <laughs> I will. That's Dude, what he'll do. I always see you do the samurai sword. <laughs> fucking Arthur. Arthur's got battle axes. I will axes fuck and shit. a pig up with some nunchucks. <laughs> we gave a pretty hard shout out to Grim Frost last yeah. time. Like Arthur's got all the the. Battle axes and yeah. such. No, okay, right. no battle axes. Damn. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't. If, you know, wouldn't that be awesome? Left. Maybe not quite as precise of a cut, but yeah. I would love to see somebody break it yeah. up with a battle yeah. axe. <laughs> Truly butcher it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Arr. Yeah, but I mean, do you yeah. you get a pretty good reception from that? Because I yeah, see yeah. it on social media all the time of yeah. like, oh, I can't wait. And you guys sell those classes out every time. Yeah, so it's a max of twenty. Um, actually, actually, I think it's max eighteen, but sometimes we'll take up to twenty. Uh, but they sell out every time, and um, and you know, so the other classes are salumi, uh, salumi making, so curing and fermenting, whole muscle, and then sausage and pate. Uh, so there's a total of four classes, but they all kind of tie together back to like the cutting. Uh, the first class is kind of show you how to use an animal in, in its entirety um, in the butchering process, and then each one of that builds off of it. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, the people get to know each other, you know, at least a little bit. Everybody has a good time. And uh, it's fun, so, you know, about four-hour class. Oh, wow. Uh, so each, each one's about four so hours. So you do it every quarter, essentially? Uh, no, we do one class every month. So oh, every month. So we do all four classes. And then cycle classes. back around? Yeah, so okay. three times a year it starts over. Oh, that's cool. Sure, yeah, yeah, no, that's three awesome. Three times a year it starts from the beginning, yeah. I'd love to attend one of those. Yeah. It's fun. I Are you smelling your microphone? <laughs> yep. I, I haven't done anything with it <laughs> that, that you know about. Yeah. Still, um, still trying to come around there. Uh, 
<laughs> the wine, has the wine not kicked yeah, in? To, I was to say, wake I'm like, fine. Yeah, you, you don't look like you're fine. That's exactly man. what happened. So when we got to Chicago after our little tiki mini Midwest tiki tour, we went from yeah. Milwaukee to Chicago. Yeah. By the time we eaten, and uh, I had a cocktail at lunch or lunch being like three thirty, yeah. you know, and we had plans at like six. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe a cocktail will get me moving again. It didn't. didn't so like, we checked into our Airbnb in Logan Square, and uh, I was like, hey man, I'm gonna. Get, I was with two other guys. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to go like lay down for, for like a half hour just to kind of recoup a little bit. I laid down. I was down for like five minutes. I'm like, man, if I fall asleep, I'm I'm screwed. So I came back, back and I opened up a bottle of rum. And uh, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, if I if I lay down and sleep, I'm going to be out for four hours. So I'm yeah. just, instead, I'm just going to drink. And they were like, that makes that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, nah, you just got to get yeah, past that hair of the dog. Sure right. But, yeah, um, you know, around. speaking of those in- in- incredible hangovers that we uh, experienced over the weekend, you got any uh, cool hangover cures for us? Now, I know that you did shout out some hangover cures on uh, on Cheap Eats on the cooking channel last did week. Did I? Oh, my go-to is Pedialyte, I, man. I, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah well, what, it was. I think you were, I think you were hawking your sandwich. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was good. Well, especially if it's a day old. They're good, like, soaked. The olive oil and just the juices, everything soaked the next day. That's good. It's a good. It's a good hangover sandwich. The rehydrate is the Pedialyte, man. That's the trick there. We keep hearing that over I and over still, again. Yeah, I've, I've never yeah. tried it, but everyone keeps yeah. saying so, it. So as I was thinking about this, and it, it's funny how all these things connect together. Because I mean, I think I've mentioned my hangover cure. I have a whole kit, which I now have to add magnesium to after having uh, Eric Zamara on last week or two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. But um. Which is I forgot what? in Seattle uh, when I'm there, and so you're first off before I even mention this, um, the 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 most famous sandwich in Indianapolis is by far the one that you serve upstairs from Inoteca here called the Batali. Yeah. Batali. Yeah. Yeah. You you'll find yeah. it. It's fucking awesome. It's good. On every list. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on on best sandwiches in Indy, and even best yeah. things to eat if you like if you're yeah. gonna be at it from coming in from out of town. You've got to try this thing, and and I, I you want to explain what that batali is first? Yeah, I mean it's it uh it really uh, I love being three upstairs meats, when three smoking new people meats. are here. Yeah, like asking uh, about it for the first time. Right, because I'll yeah. be up there and I'll hear I'll see like a couple of people come in. They'll be like, "What should I get?" And I'm like, "Batali." <laughs> yeah, and without and a doubt. Like mm, batali. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, originally it wasn't even supposed to stay on, but it was kind of one of those deals. Like right from the beginning, I think it was like. Food and wine, or somebody did a write up like real early on. We opened about that sandwich, and so we had, we haven't taken it off because of that. The other sandwiches, all the other ones stay on, or all the other ones change, but that one's never changed. I, mean, I don't think we've changed a single thing in that. So what's on it? Uh, so smoking goose, sopressata, copa, and capicolo. Uh, the three meats: provolone, pickled red onions, spicy jardinara, romaine. I think that's it. No, that's all I'm made in house. Something. That jardinari yeah. dude yeah, is beautiful. Good. It's that's so good. good. Right. And it's not a small sandwich, and it's no, on a pretty no. good sizable yeah. baguette. Mm-hmm. And it's that's it's a damn good hangover cure if you happen yeah. to be in Indianapolis. Yeah. But the reason I was thinking about it, um, so that sandwich is named after whom? Well, everybody thinks it's Mario, but it's actually exactly. his father, Armandino. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of like probably the catalyst. So there's. There's two things, a catalyst for me wanting to do this. One was uh, their shop, his shop in uh, in Seattle that he opened. And I probably went there, man, I don't know, they've probably been open like 
maybe 15 years. I don't even know if they've been open that long, but I probably went there about 12, 13 years ago and loved it. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty soon after they opened. But then the other one, the less known one, lesser known one that I really like is uh, Bari in uh, Chicago, um, and they do a sandwich that is. I mean, it's a fairly traditional Italian style sandwich, you know, that they do there, and it's it's the same deal. I mean, I used to live really close to Bari. That's on Grand Avenue in Chicago, and I used to live like right around the corner, and uh, you know, the same deal. You wait in line can't beat the sandwich it's phenomenal i've never had a chance to eat uh, at slummy and in, yeah. in, oh, in seattle yeah. because of it's the hours and the times oh, yeah. i'm always there but i you always know. hit pike place market because yeah. one of my go-to's is uh brit's pickles oh really uh, i yeah. love brit's because yeah. i mean I, that that's apart from my normal hangover cure uh the hotel we get there because you know uh, my sister works for the Hyatt, so uh, we always stay at the Grand Hyatt, which is a mm-hmm. baller hotel in Seattle. Yeah. They got like a sauna and steam room and all that. So I'll start my morning off in like the uh, sauna, try to sweat out some of the alcohol. <laughs> and then I'll walk down to the market, and like Brit's Pickles has a giant like pitcher of, uh, it's not even a pitcher, it's like, it's like this, this, what would be like an iced tea or a lemonade dispenser, uh-huh. you know, sitting yeah. on their shelf, but it's facing towards the customers. And it's like pickle brine from all their naturally fermented pickles. Oh, yeah. And so they, and they have shot glasses just lit, sitting there for anybody to like do a shot and whatnot. So we'll go down there and we'll just do like 10, 15 shots really? of like pickle brine. It's all probiotics yeah. and stuff. Get your stomach moving. <laughs> yeah, You're never feeling good. You've been before, in the sauna yeah. and we feel great. But uh, one of the last times I was there, I was talking to a lady behind the counter, and uh, we were just chatting about her processes, or like not her, but like the, the people that run the place, and they get to do so much cool stuff in Washington State that is you know prohibited here. I mean, they're doing yeah. open oak barrel you know pickle fermentation, which obviously yet to be you know the health department's not keen on that here. Mm-hmm. So, we're not but keen um, on anything here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly, it's a battle mm-hmm. very often, but. Um, we were talking to her, and she was kind of explaining some of the the different pickles that they do there, and they're like half sours and they're full sours and such. And we were talking about the pickle brine, and we're like, "Man, that's that's the best, one of the best thing over here is like a sauna combined with Brit's mm-hmm. pickles, pickle brine." Yeah. In the market, if you're in Seattle, like that, there is no better. I mean, no. it, an hour I'll later, ginger beer place. That's right. You've oh been yeah, it's right bar? across, right across the street. Dude, it that was stuff's Rachel's so good. or something Rachel's, like that. Yeah. yeah, oh, something like that. Oh, this stuff's so good. Yeah. It's so spicy. But Man, for me, that's my like. That'll it, get my it'll digestive system going. Yeah. When we sure. were talking to the lady at the pickle joint, though, she was talking about Armandino coming over and like, because he'll take some of that as what she said. Sometimes he'll like fill up, like he'll bring over a little like quart pitcher or whatever fill up and use it in whatever he's curing mm-hmm. making whatnot but yeah. <laughs> she just said that he can you know just be one of those like kind of old cantankerous guys walking around the market mm-hmm. and uh the, the last time she had seen him he had he had come over with this pitcher and filled it up and uh she one of the customers was there asking about oh you guys naturally ferment all these pickles they're not like vinegar and she's like oh yeah. no it's really great for probiotics it's great for your stomach he like looks over at the customer and her and goes, "Huh, probiotics." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I never forgot that story." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's great, man." That's I've never, funny. <laughs> never been to Salumi, but apparently he's not a big fan of the uh, modern science behind probiotics. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I mean, now we've got your hangover cure. It's Pedialyte. Yeah. But um, 
we mentioned that you can get your products online, so mm-hmm. we probably should get some shout-outs to your website, social mm-hmm. media. Oh, your yeah. social media account's always real cool, too. Oh, yeah. We do a lot. Real active on there. And, uh, you know, obviously, smokinggoose.com, goosethemarket.com. You know, if you're in town, uh, Goose the Market's the place to go. Come check it out. Um, you know, not not open as often to the general public on a daily basis at Smoking Goose, but... Um, you know, if you are able to catch us on one of our Saturdays a month, we do a sale over there and uh, right across the street from Flat 12 Brewery. So check that out, too, while you're there. But, yeah, that's uh, super convenient. Yeah. Yeah, not get, a bad get, well, you meet and, in one place. Here Ship, I mean, both places, we got great we got great beer at both places. And, you know, you check out some cool beers at Coal Ship uh, when you're at the market. Definitely a good way to spend the afternoon. And uh, social media? Uh, yeah, Smoking Goose, smoking goose and, uh, and Goose the Market, both on Instagram. A lot, a big time on Instagram, Facebook, and do some Twitter. So, yeah, uh, we, we're fading off Twitter a little bit. Yeah, but, we don't uh, do a ton of it. but Love the visual stuff on Instagram. We, yeah, we're, we're pretty we'll active on Instagram, it, yeah. and we always like to take cool pictures, which will, of course, have some great photos of yeah. uh, from here at Goose the Market. We're not at Smoking Goose where all the production's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. you know, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, it's been um, fun. For those of you that Hope want you to feel reach better, out, Arthur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we only went through one bottle of wine today. That's yeah. not nearly enough to get your blood yeah. flowing. Uh, yeah. It'll wake you up a little bit. But if you want to find us, we're at, uh, I actually remember our, our all of our social media handles because I'm less hungover today. Yeah, good. So job. we're uh, we're Shift Drink Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We're Shift underscore Drink on Twitter. But again, uh, we're pretty active on Instagram. Um, our website I don't know if we've ever really given a shout out to the website which is shiftdrinkpodcast.com because we do have a couple of blog posts up there one was a Christmas uh, buying guide which we're well past that but I mean I think we but we stand by it I mean there's still good products that you don't sure 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 at any time we can be more active so is that the best place to go to is a website you can stream you can stream directly off our website as well so if you don't want to bother I I just wondering if it was on anything we're on iTunes and Google and all the other Spotify uh, Spotify. not on Spotify not on Spotify Spotify. but iTunes Um, and Google definitely and we you know iTunes has been big for us and you know hey if you're listening out there and you've been enjoying these episodes I think we're what about 14-15 episodes in and our little pet project that started five, six months ago has turned into something pretty cool. Like, we've had some really amazing guests on so far. And mm-hmm. uh, so if you're digging what you're listening to, get on iTunes, review us, you know. Tell tell us how uh, how amazing we are while we're completely lit doing one of these episodes. <laughs> we need a uh, donation option. We do. Uh, you know what? I think... To uh, collect donations or to give out donations? Collect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and you can always reach us if you have questions that you want us to answer. I mean, we occasionally will put some stuff up out there like, hey, if you've got a question for this guy or about this thing, whatnot. Um, I was going to do that about the shochu thing, but hey, I was I, I was too drunk by the time we even bothered to record <laughs> that. But you know, uh, we do try to, to, to stay interactive with you guys and if, and interact with you on on Instagram. So yeah, I mean, if you if you dig what you're listening to, review us on iTunes and. Or your your choice of listening, and uh, until then, we definitely encourage you to um, seek out Smoking Goose products um, mm-hmm. available in many many places across the country. Apparently, mm-hmm. and yep. um, you know, so I mean, even if you're in New York, in New York I had no idea about that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and ch- cheese shops, usually charcuterie, especially uh, kind of food and cheese shops. But I mean, the big ones would be like Eatly, but uh, Greenpoint meat and cheese. Oh, you cheese guys are in Eatly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both Chicago, well, Chicago, Boston, and New York, yeah. That's got to yeah. be big. That's Yeah, probably, yeah, definitely big. Um, but, you know, honestly, like, some of those small shops, man, they 
they really kill it, man. And so, you know, like, there's definitely, you know, check the small shops in your neighborhoods and uh, cheese shops big time. But Yeah, definitely. Please come check out. And if you're at, at Gusto Market, um, go downstairs. Go to down to the uh, the meat counter or sit at the communal table there mm-hmm. and the Inoteca. That's where we're currently sitting and, and uh, enjoy some of that. So... Again, Chris, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, we'd love fun. to have you back on again and, yep. and talk about what you do. Perhaps next time we'll, uh, you know, try to carve out some room at Smoking Goose and actually go through the facility and get some nice photos for yeah. our listeners. So, yep, be good. Again, thank you so much, guys. Yep. Uh, until next time, and please don't drink too much and get as hungover as we have in the last several episodes. But uh, until then, cheers.